Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, hello and welcome to the Scottish Sun podcast in association with bookmakers William Hill. I'm Robert Grieve and with me today is Andy Devlin and Colin Duncan. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Afternoon, Robert. Afternoon, Robert. It's just a couple of days... Andy, before the big Scotland game against England, World Cup qualifier, Hamden Park, Saturday night in Glasgow, it doesn't get much bigger than this, does it? No, it does not. It's a huge game for, for both countries. It's one of those ones, you look at the, the squads on paper and you know England are, are, are light years ahead of, of, of where we are just now with the, with the quality, certainly in the front four that they possess. But we're thinking, look ahead, the weather's not going to be great, Hamden's going to be absolutely rammed. To, to quote an old cliche, a real kind of buzz about this fixture again I mean I think it was diluted for a number of years obviously with the end of the home internationals but I really think we're, we're back to, to, to looking forward to Scotland England games Scotland have to win so you can say that you know they're, they're underdogs and the Tartan Army inside Hamden on Saturday night will be expecting a victory or at least hoping for a victory Colin what do you expect from Scotland as Andy says England won paper when you look at the squad individually the players that they have especially going forward, as Andy says, light years is how he's described it. What do you expect from Scotland in this game? I'm expecting probably the same as we got against Slovenia. It's got the same vibe, same feel about the camp. They went into that game knowing they had to win, their backs were against the wall, and it seemed to have the effect of relaxing the players and relaxing the manager. Just It was like all or nothing. We lose, we've had it, we win, it keeps going. They went out, they got a best performance of the campaign, kept it going. Same scenario again against, you know, when we up against England on Saturday everybody expecting England to win Scotland going out there with nothing to lose I think that Scotland will get a result whether it's a a draw or a victory I think they'll come out with some kind of positive result but you talked about if it's played in paper you just look at those two squads and it's a total total mismatch all the way right through the squad you know from goalkeepers probably goalkeeper maybe the one the one area where Craig Gordon might get into their team but you go through the rest of the team defender midfield up front you know England are streets ahead of Scotland Andy when you look at the manager Gordon Strachan he's almost going on a game by game basis at the minute mm-hmm. given the way the campaign and the, and the group is looking I think consider the future at various points in this campaign do you think the spotlight is on him obviously if we lose the game it's going to be a huge blow to our chances but how do you assess Gordon Strachan and how he's performed as a manager mm-hmm. for Scotland in this group focus shouldn't be on Gordon Strachan but you know there's a certain extent that it is and I'm, I'm pretty uncomfortable with, with, with Gordon this as you say it's almost like Scott Brown a kind of game to game you know kind of set up just now you're either committed to the job or you're not and you know I'm, I'm uncomfortable how the, how the campaign has gone I agree with Colin had we lost to Slovenia Gordon would have probably walked away just seem to be limping on now you know to, from one game to the next there was doubts before the first England game at Wembley whether it would be Gordon Strachan's last they decided to keep going I don't think that sets a good example I don't think it's good for team harmony and spirit you see the England players this week 
mucking in with the Marines for three days. I mean, Gareth Southgate, I think he's he's trying to reconnect with England supporters because if you look at the salaries and the lifestyles that the English players lead, and Terry Butcher spoke about it again in the build-up to the last game at Wembley, how the whole thing had, you know, the, the fans had almost just kind of disheartened and, uh, with, with the whole thing. But I think Gareth Southgate has got the right idea. He's trying to, to reconnect with the supporters, lifeblood, obviously, of, of not just any club side, but the national team as well. The Tartan Army... You know, 1998, as we all know, was the last time we qualified for, for the major finals. They have steadfastly stood by the national team in the intervening years. There have been some pretty desperate results, some pretty desperate performances, but they've never been found wanting. You know, for them more than anything else, I think the whole the way Gordon has gone about it, uh, I just feel he's almost limping on from one game until the next. I don't see anything. So do, you, do you think that then it would, it would help for him? The, 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 SFA, the SFA should have taken the, 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 the matter out of Gordon Strachan's hands. If Gordon Strachan felt, mm, you know, I'm not sure here, can, I, can we go on to the next game? That that shouldn't have been Gordon Strachan's decision to make. Somebody at the SFA should have said, listen, thank you very much for your efforts. We can tell that you're a bit undecided, you're a bit unsure. We need to qualify for Russia. Therefore, we need a manager that's going to be in and focus solely on that, not what they might be doing three months down the line. So for me... There's, there's faults on both sides. The SFA should have been big enough to stand up and say, no, listen, enough's enough, Gordon. Thank you very much for your time, but we're going to move on. We're going to move on with a manager that is 100% committed. For me, Gordon Strachan's as good a manager as we can get. Colin, I understand what Andy's saying and I, I agree with him to a certain extent, but do you think do you think he should show more commitment to Scotland? He should at least say how long he's envisioning being the Scotland manager or... Or, or is it is it only natural that we take things game by game because it's international football and that's what happens? Under normal circumstances, you probably say yes. You know, let's let's get it sorted out. You're staying, you're going. What's happening? Let's have a long term plan. But you know, it's almost as if we're kind of bumbling on. It seems to be working. It seems as if you know, it's not an ideal situation, but it seems to be working. Are we in the mix? Are we in the mix? Yeah, if we win this game on Saturday, we're right in the mix. If we win this game, so I mean, it worked. You know, with the same speculation before the Slovenia game, and it went out there and put on their best show under Strachan for about two years you know they, they, they only won 1-0 but I mean they created about a dozen chances that last I mean I don't I can't recall the last time I watched a Scotland side that created a dozen chances first time about 10 years so there was positive signs and I get as I touched on earlier it's the same feeling this time whatever the situation was going on in the background with the manager it doesn't seem to be affecting the players in any negative way you know they, they seem to seem to be behind the manager they seem to be rallying behind him you know that there is an air of positivity coming from the squad, which is which is encouraging. Albeit they have to get out and, and and put on a show, do the business on Saturday against a an England team, as we say, is good on paper. Not always the, the case on the pitch. You know the you know they haven't lost the qualifying game, but they, they don't totally totally impress. Are you unconvinced, Andy? When we talk about the campaign and where we're sitting, I mean, if we, if we win, and it's a big if, obviously, if we win on Saturday, we'd be in ten points. England are only in thirteen. But surely they are right back in the mix if we can do that. And, yeah, and I yeah. see it's a big if. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you can say that, but I, I, I disagree with Colin. I don't, I don't think we will get a result. I think England, you think back to what they were latterly towards the end under Roy Hodgson, you know, just lack of leadership. There was no harmony, there was no spirit. I think that's what Gareth Southgate has gone in there and deliberately focused on and worked hard to recreate. And I think he's done that. Yes, Scotland played well at Wembley in patches. We created chances. We gave England problems up until a point. England were utterly ruthless. Utterly ruthless. The, we- the-, the weakest part of our side, without any shadow of a doubt, is central defence. When I mean, you look at that front four, you know, Kane, Dele Alli, whoever else is in there, 
on, on, on the night. These guys, for me, have the potential to run riot. I mean, the, the, the pace these guys possess is finding. They will undoubtedly give our defence problems. Yeah, I think Scott Brown obviously being there is massive. If he can carry his club form into in, into the, the, the environment on Saturday night, equally the same can be said for Stuart Armstrong. These guys are absolutely pivotal in the middle of the park. That's where we could have success. I don't think England have anybody... You know, if Scott Brown's in the mood and Scott Brown's on form, they don't really, you know, an Oxlade-Chamberlain against Scott Brown, you, you, you would fancy Scott Brown to come out and top. You know, it will be a key area of the park, but defensively, it terrifies me what England could do. And he's right, I think we all agree with that, Colin, don't we? Defensively, there's no, no secret of the fact that that's where Scotland are weakest. I mean, you look at Harry Kane, for instance, looking at his stats earlier on, he scored 35 goals last season, just finished eight goals in the last three games for Tottenham. I mean, he's coming into this game after an injury as well, he's come back to top form. Are you worried about how or what he could do to Scotland at Hamden and Saturday? I mean, he's a top, top class finisher. You know, to, to his goal record over the past two seasons at the highest level is, is, is phenomenal. You know, you get, give him a sniff and he's going to put it away. The one thing he doesn't really have is blistering pace, which might suit the, the Scotland fence, the defence. They can just sit a bit deeper, you know, and give themselves that, that bit, of, bit of breathing space. You know, you're talking about Raheem Stillings, is the opposite. You know, he's he's lightning quick but his finishing is not the strongest part of his game Harry Kane he's just he's starting to work his way into that almost world class bracket he's just that slight notch below another season like he he, he has done in the past two seasons and he'll, he'll be right up there you know it's no surprise to see him like we all these top clubs in Europe keen to get a guy that can put the ball in the back of the net but I, th- I think the Scottish players will be more even though Harry Kane has been outstanding I think there'll be other players that will worry them more you know your Lalana's. You know he, he's quick. You also know Sterling's absolutely right, lightning. Delhi Alley. You know just that those picking up those runs that he makes from the middle of the park. That's the key. That's where Scott Brown, Stuart Armstrong need to come into the equation. You know you're looking for Scott Brown to you know come out and play the game of his life. You know he, he really really needs to grab hold of that game, yeah. but a scruff the neck. And Scotland need to win that midfield battle. That can set the tone. Stuart Armstrong's been absolutely amazing for Celtic going forward. But as Colin says, we are going to have to be on the back foot on Saturday night at times. So he's going to have to play a different style from what he's been used to all season at Celtic. There's no doubt he can do it. But for a lot of these guys, I don't think they'll have come up. Certainly the guys that are you know, up here, they'll, they'll not have encountered kind of pace and creativity that these guys possess that's for sure would you we all know how well Celtic have done this season winning the treble going on beating domestically we've got six in the squad would you expect them all to play you've got Craig Gordon a certainty start yeah. Kieran Tierney's looking at right back you've then got Scott Brown James Forrest Stuart Armstrong and Lee Griffiths would you Andy would you start them all James Forrest perhaps not you know I would have had Callum McGregor in the squad for a start I think he's been terrific for Celtic this season that was surprising uh, that he was left out but yeah I mean Tierney if he you know passes himself fit as we were led to believe that he would do you know that, that that's a bonus undoubtedly Here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact You can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Snodgrass hasn't played a lot of football. You know, Robert Snodgrass, you mentioned him, he hasn't played a lot of football. Whoever else, you know, even you know, Dan Fletcher, will he be involved? There's a lot of guys there that haven't played a lot of first-team football down south. You know, Snodgrass is, is probably, if you look at it, our most creative midfielder, without a doubt. You know, possesses wonderful talent, but he hasn't played football. And all these guys, you know, they haven't... England, at least, have had the, the, the benefit of these kind of camps and whatnot. I, I really... Uh, while I'm looking forward to the game, Robert, I, you know, I've got a real concerns about how the game will go on the night. For, for me, Colin, I think the key could be the Celtic players, given it's only a couple of weeks ago they were playing in the Scottish Cup final. They've been playing at a high level for Celtic, trying to go over that... Uh, finishing line and, and being unbeaten and, and say won the Scottish Cup could that be the key do you think if they, if they could get them into the, so, into the side and start them do you think they could come into this game on a high given how, how well the season finished for them at the club yeah I mean, I mean the Celtic players generally this season will feel they are invincible you know, they're, they're just you know when you they get out in the, in the pitch every single time you know just thinking that, uh, that they're going to get the result and ninety nine percent of the time this season, you know that they went out and, and won the match. A couple of draws with only blemish an entire season. So, I mean, they, they will be full of confidence. I'd probably go with all six of them. I know that James Forrest hasn't didn't start as many games latterly for Celtic with Brendan Rodgers favouring uh, Patrick Roberts on, on that side. But I, I think you need when you, when you're playing against teams of, of the opposite calibre of, of England, then you need pace in your team. You know, you would imagine England would have most of the ball. Scotland are going to have to play on the counter attack. So I, I would, for, for that reason, you know, I would have James Forrest in the team. I'm just wondering whether, you know, that, you know, Gordon Strachan's way out his team, whether he maybe decides to go with three at the back. You yeah, know, just it's some, definitely something he's been thinking so, about. So, something that he's talking about and trying, you know, give, give, you know, if so, if you're going with a flat back four and you have Roberts on one side, he's going to probably play Kieran Tierney on the right hand side. He did, did against Slovenia. You know that they're going to spend much of the game defending. Scotland are going to be on the back foot. You know it's going to pin them back, so they're going to ha- find it hard to get forward. And if they do bomb forward, which is a natural instinct, then it's going to leave gaps. You know, I mean, you talked about the players of Kane, Ali, Lalana. These are the type of players that are going to exploit them all day. So I'm just wondering whether they might, you know, pull out a rabbit out of the hat, go with three at the back, try and just you know go at Chelsea and what Arsenal did latterly at the end of the season, which what system it worked and it worked in big games for them and it gives you know Kieran Tierney and Andrew Robertson you know two of the actually two of the best players in your whole team just a bit more room to get to get forward and, and trying to hurt England down the flanks Andy Lee Griffiths hasn't scored for Scotland yet we actually put that to Gordon Strachan earlier this week and he wasn't aware of it he didn't realise that Lee Griffiths hadn't scored for Scotland and against Slovenia in the last game he got a bad back injury and was taken off I think until that point he was playing relatively well he had a couple of close chances do you think he is the type of a player who could given the chance get a goal against England is he good enough to do that? Yeah undoubtedly I think the biggest compliment you can pay to Lee Griffiths this season is that you know when Mr Dembele went out injured Celtic didn't you know 
by and large missing because Lee Griffiths came in, stepped up to play. You know, that thing back to that game at Ibrox, Celtic were utterly dominant. You know, Griffiths was outstanding that day. I think he leads. I think he's. He, I think under Brendan Rodgers, while he hasn't, you know, featured this, certainly at the start of the season as much as he would like, I think there's a maturity about Lee Griffiths this season which perhaps has been lacking. I think he realises now, you know, he's part of a squad, he's part of a team. His work rate is, is phenomenal. Uh, I think, and he, you know, he will. He'll, 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 he'll try and drag the, you know, England centre halves into areas of the park that they don't want to be in. He's, he has, he's a nuisance of a player. He's, you know, he's shown at Celtic. You know, he knows, he knows his way to goal. If he gets a chance, then you would back Lee Griffiths. To, you know, of all the, of all the, of all the strikers available, then yeah, Lee Griffiths for me has to, has to start. Well, you're listening to the Scottish On podcast in association with bookmakers William Hill, myself Robert Grieve, Andy Devlin, and Colin Duncan. As we look ahead to Saturday's Scotland game, Andy, you've been in this newspaper for the last how long? Seventeen years. Seventeen years. You've not been to a major tournament no. to watch Scotland. Do you ever think you will? <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. I think you know. There's been competitions and sort of qualifying campaigns where you believe that you're cool. I think back to you know the James McFadden goal in Paris and. You know that group that we're in, we're so close to Euro 2008. We've had the playoff against England, uh, you know, 99 for Euro 2000. But I just think the gap, uh, you know, certainly at international level, you know, it's almost kind of mirrored. If you look at the the Champions League uh, across Europe, there is such a gap between you know Scottish clubs, you know, and those competing at the highest level. Certainly with the Champions League that's obviously down to finance but if we're not getting guys that are playing at that level for their clubs then it's a hell of an ask to pitch them in at international level and go and combat you know the likes of as we mentioned you know Raheem Sterling or Lalana or these guys it's a huge ask for our boys we don't have the same amount of players and it's a broken record at times but we don't have the the same amount of Scots playing at the highest level in England as we obviously used to do so no I, I really I really fear that you know the bigger teams are getting stronger all the time obviously we are improving there's no doubt about that for me we're just not good enough to get to that next level To you know qualification used to be a given it was you know whether we could get out of the groups in these tournament I really I just think the, the, the bigger teams are now so strong and so far ahead that it's just going to get harder and harder to qualify Colin you're considerably older than Andy and myself <laughs> you'll probably be able to remember Scotland the major tournaments easier than we can it, it would be fantastic if we could get back to a tournament wouldn't it? it it would lift Scottish football to a level that's not been at for a, a, a long number of years now I don't see why why we, we shouldn't be at major tournaments I mean when you look at you look at Wales and Northern Ireland and, and Iceland and what they've achieved in, in recent seasons you know why shouldn't Scotland be up there I mean I, I, I do disagree slightly with Andy the fact he says he doesn't think you'll, you'll see him I don't think we might see, not see them in a World Cup but the I Euros. think the, the, the newly expanded version of the European Championship I mean it's almost harder <laughs> not to qualify <laughs> we must that. Uh, it's, about, it's, yeah. about, it's about 400 teams that qualify yeah, so I mean, we might have a chance it's, bege- it's becoming preposterous so I mean so there, there is a chance you know the, the, the process the qualifying process for the Euros is becoming much much easier than it is for the, for the, for the World Cup so I mean I, I don't see why we, we, we shouldn't be up there you know if the nations I just mentioned it if, if, if they can do it you know you know, smaller nations in Scotland by far you know smaller player pools but they're, they're clearly doing something right that, that, that we're not doing so yeah I, I, I do think we will we will get there eventually but as I say I think it'll be the Euros rather than a World Cup well, What about England Andy because they do continually qualify they, they almost go unbeaten to qualify yet they get to tournaments and they do nothing. Oh. The last tournament 
uh, in France last summer Iceland knocked them out mm. you mean what, what can you say about them and why do you think they toil so badly at major tournaments Brazil they turned the World Cup before that I think just what I touched on earlier I, I think there has been a, a you know a serious lack of leadership uh, I think there's been maybe too many players in it for themselves uh, and I think that's what Gareth Southgate has attempted to to fix and, 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 and to try and bring back a, a, a harmony that pr- probably hasn't existed when you get to these did you say that you know the England make it easy in terms of qualifying it's when they get to these major major finals the pressure on these players uh, you know probably the, the most significant of all of all the teams because you know England expects that don't they I mean they expect to come up being one in Saturday uh, that's a given I just think there has been individually they have some you know over the last 10 15 years have had some incredible players Gerard Scholes Beckham Lampard all these guys Rooney Michael Owen but for whatever reason they haven't been able to put that to one side and come together uh, as a team and that's that's where they've been found wanting uh, certainly when, they, when they've reached the major finals and I think very cleverly and very shrewdly on his part that is what Southgate has identified as being the problem bear in mind he was there you know, Euro '96. Uh, he was there at the World Cup '98. So he's he's had first-hand experience of perhaps cliques in amongst the in amongst the, the international setup, and he's obviously tried to to put an end to that, create a team spirit, create a unity. And you know, when you think back to the game at Wem- Wembley, he was just in the job, and there was you know people kind of well, you know, as he cut out for this, too quiet. He's come in. I think he's done a terrific job. And it just intensifies my anxiety ahead of the game on Saturday. I mean, as Andy touched on there, Colin, they were going and doing assault courses and getting dressed up in camouflage and diving about in mud. And f- I mean, is that the sort of thing you'd expect from a, an England team four or five days before a Scotland game? Or is that, as Andy says, is that a good thing? You think he's trying to build morale? And can you understand what he's trying to do? There's part of me can't quite understand why you would do that. A week before, or less than a week before a Scotland game. I think you know there's there's, there's various reasons. I, I, I agree with Andy. I think Gary Southgate will be proved to be a good England manager. I like where he's coming from. I like what he's trying to do. The fact that also he's getting rid of Wayne Rooney. I think he was one of the biggest obstacles that was holding that England team back. You know, he'd just been part of the furniture for so long, and the managers mm. for whatever reason just couldn't couldn't dispose of him. I think you know Southgate's come in and he's been ruthless. That was a brave call, that wasn't it? Yeah, a big call very, very big call. When people say he's too quiet, he hasn't got the backbone. Well, I think he's already proved that. And uh, to, to get back to, to your point about the assault course, I think it's a terrific idea. The fact that it gets the, the, the guys. Working together, working, it also takes their mind off the game. You know, the, to, to go and do that, I think they did it for two or three days. Mm. No, it wasn't, it wasn't just an afternoon here. Yeah. It was like three days, mm. solid doing different things. So your your mind's not mm. on the you know you're the lead up to a big game. You don't want too much downtime. You don't want too much thinking time about the occasion, what's at stake, the pressure. I think it's been a a, a, a real a real masterstroke with, with Gary Southgate to do that. Plus as well. You're training in that training environment. You go up, you get your breakfast, you go train, you go back to your room, you rest, you spend a lot of time on your own, you're on your phone. You also ban phones, yeah, tablets, laptops, all that thing. Nothing at all. So basically, just go and form friendships, get a strong bond together. Yeah, I, I think that was a, a, a real shrewd move by Ireland to do that. I think we'll have to get ourselves into our boot camp sometime soon, Andy, with you reckon that <laughs> boost morale at Sunsport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about predictions then? Finally, before we wrap up this podcast, Colin, what's your big scoreline prediction for, for the game at Hamden? I'm going to go for an entertaining 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw, we'll take that. Andy, you're not so sure. You're, no. You've got a look of anxiety on your yeah. face here. 
I think we'll score by also I think England will score I think we'll score more than us so I'll go 3-1 England 3-1 England well personally I think Scotland can win this game and I'll go for 1-0 Scotland he's been drinking <laughs> thanks very much for listening to today's podcast myself Robert Grieve with me today was Andy Devlin and Colin Duncan we wish Scotland all the best at Hamden on Saturday hopefully Gordon Strachan and the boys can get a result that keeps when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Keeps this World Cup campaign alive.